This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. All right, Devin, what you got for us today? If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, then quit. No use being a damn fool about it. <laughs> I was good, uh, simple, simple and good. Yeah, that's funny. Everyone knows the first part of that. <laughs> you don't, yeah. And then, you know, quit because don't be a fool. If it's not for you, it's not for you. <laughs> right. I, I, um, I was thinking... Took a lot of art classes in high school, um, just because they were fun and and you know I was decent at most art things I tried, right. and it was just a nice class instead of some math. Um, but I remember doing pottery, some math nonsense, some maths. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why I didn't go to college. Um, <laughs> a uh, doing uh, throwing throwing pottery, right, or turning it. Um, man. I could not get the hang of that. <laughs> I tried and tried, and I was so bad at it. And it was such a disappointment. I was like, this will be great. I can't wait. And I, it was like I'd get like two inches high and it would flop all over. I just could not figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, um, I did in high school. I did a like ceramics class, and I did a little bit of throwing then um, through a few small things. I did like a bell and a bowl and, you know, things that are, I would say less than six inches tall mm-hmm. and that was fine. You know, I could do it. Okay. Um, you know, I have a good eye for aesthetic, you know, like a good creative eye and I have a steady hand as well as an artist. But, um, then, you know, when I went to college, I never actually took any ceramics classes in college, but I did, um, spend a decent amount of time in the ceramic studio. So at MICA, where I went to college, Maryland Institute College of Art, um, all of the studios around the campus, all the different, you know, the, the different um, areas. So you've got like the metal welding and the ceramics and wood shop, and you've got all the all the like graphic design studios and the paint studios. All those places are open all the time, twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm. They're always available for students to use. Um, so. At, but there's only classes during the day up until ten o'clock. There are studio classes that go from six to or go from what's it uh eight, eight hour studio so like two to ten um or six hour studios whatever i can't remember but uh so after 10 o'clock all those spaces are open to be used to create artwork but aren't aren't being used by teachers or students actively like during a class so we would go in in the evening especially my freshman year i went down there quite often mm-hmm. and i would throw uh clay pots and stuff just for fun i never ended up like keeping any of them i would just kind of go down there and we'd hang out and throw some clay and you know just just to play with it because it was fun because mm-hmm. I did it in, in high school. Um, and it's hard. <laughs> it is not easy. It really um, is. You know, there's 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 a level that, you know, I was I was pretty good at doing most basic shapes. I would say up to maybe seven or eight inches tall. You know, so right. within reason. Right. And I could do like little flower vases, I could do bowls and cups and you know, whatever else. But when you get a big piece of clay and you start getting up into tall vases like twelve inches, fifteen, eighteen inches, right. you know, these big structures, that's yeah. so hard. And it's such a delicate process and I mean, I there it was it's funny, the um I'm a big guy, you know, six feet tall, like 
225, 250 uh, in high in college, um, and going to an art school, there was mostly like little art kids, <laughs> smaller <laughs> art people. There were a few of us that were big guys, but um, it was another big guy. His name was Chris, and he was a uh, he was a, a ceramicist. That's like what his main focus was throughout his tenure at at Mica. Um, and I just remember him being down there, and he was he was uh, like. He was as tall as I was, and he might have, he might have been six feet or six one, something like that. And he, but he was all muscle. He was a high school football player, mm. big muscle dude. He would go to the gym all the time. So you imagine this big guy. He had a, like mostly shaved head, so he just kind of looks like a biker. But he's then there in the ceramic studio, like just doing these super delicate motions, you know, with his hands down yeah. inside this big. He he create these like tall structures. It's beautiful. Just you could tell he was like super gentle with his hands. He knew how to move them, get that fluid motion. <laughs> A ceramicist, that's what they're yeah. called. Yeah, ceramicist. Dude, he's making ceramics. Like a, mm, not like a, I guess you couldn't call him a ceramic. Uh, yeah, like uh, a ceramic artist. I know what it is, but I'm saying right. like, I would think it would be, I don't know. <laughs> a ceramicist. Yeah, Cera- like a- ceramicist. <laughs> Many ceramicists. That's, pl- <laughs> that's right, the plural of ceramicist. <laughs> ceramicist. Um, yeah, but he was he is a cool dude. He, he did some great stuff. But yeah, clay, throwing clay is not easy once you get up after yeah above a certain height. You know, yeah, things just wobble all over the place. And it's one of those classic things that when people do it well, it looks so easy. Yeah, right. Right, mm-hmm. and then when you start trying, you're like, oh, "This is rough." <laughs> I could do that. It's great, nice and easy. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know watching good knife smiths like forge out blades they're just mm-hmm. like dang just hammer it you know and like put a perfect point on and then a preform and then the bevels and it's like done and then you try to do it. it is not easy it definitely takes a lot of practice but you know like anything some people are have a natural talent for it some people just have the knack yeah you know chris i'm sure he did some ceramics in high school but it's not like he was you know this is our freshman year that he began and he was good then so he definitely had the eye for it and the knack for it to be able to do, you know, do well. Right. That, that I think that's an interesting conversation. When, when do you start to give up on like a new hobby? Mm, right. I mean, should you, or, or, I mean, everyone, I guess should at a certain point, maybe a certain amount of money or time where you're no good right. at it. And when do you go, okay, well maybe I just, I might not be good at it yet. And someone else right. could be good at it after they try three times, and then they really get something good. Like you know, you see first time knife makers on Instagram or whatever, and their first couple yeah. are can be really good. And right. some people it can be trash for a while, a while, right? Like yeah. really basic looking stuff, and they might not just have the eye for it, the aesthetic eye. Um. So where's that again? That um. Yeah, that crossing right. point. <clears throat> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a tough thing. It's a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that you might not be good at something, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and for for me, you know, I mean, a lot of things in my life have, I wouldn't say come easily, but I guess I, you know, there there are several things like I was always pretty decent at sports. You know, I'm a good, I was a good artist. Um, I was pretty smart, so I was pretty good with my classes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm a, I'm a fairly decent writer. Uh, I think I'm a good father, you know, so like, um, but there have definitely been some things that, you know, I try, I'll try something and, um, it's just something like, like, uh, drums. Like I love the idea of being able to play the drums, but I cannot play the drums. I cannot, like I can hold a beat, but I cannot do it with both my hands and both my feet at the same time. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. 
Like, and some people just, it just happens perfectly. Yeah. Down, oh, okay. Yeah. They get it right. All four of those things, all four of those appendages work together. Mm. I cannot get, I mean, I can get my hands to work together. Like I said, a pretty good tempo and rhythm, but hands right, and yeah, you can play a bongo, but a drum set's a whole nother exactly thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think yeah. I had the same rules. I learned a couple little simple drum things and you know, yeah. other than that, man, it's, that right. is the most underrated part of any band. I think, uh, yeah, a good right. drummer, good drummer, and you know something like like we have our family's fairly musical musicians, and you know you you picked up guitar and came fairly natural to you to a certain extent, you know mm-hmm. much more than it did to me. Like mm-hmm. I I like playing guitar and I can remember the chords and you know I can play songs, but it's it doesn't come as natural as it does like as it does to you, and then as it does to like our buddy Matt Brown who we right. had on the There's podcast. Levels, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I remember. Oh, I guess it was. When I was learning to play guitar, a bunch of my friends were at the same time also. Right. And a couple of the friends, we were also learning to skateboard. You know, it's around mm-hmm. that time. Right. 13, 14, 15. And they were always so much better than I was. Like, I could mm-hmm. ride, but that was about it. Right, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't ollieing up and down off curbs. Right. Like the, like they were, which is was always, I was so jealous of. You know, they could just keep moving. <laughs> I would have to jump off. Get back on my skateboard. They're just <laughs> right into it. Right. Man, it's so cool. But then I started playing guitar, and I just blew it past them. I was so happy. <laughs> You're like, ha-ha. Okay, yes. I got something. Girls like this better anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Um, then, I, I think I think that's a, a... Like you said, that is a good conversation. Like, where do you, how far do you push yourself in a certain right. direction? And is there is there a time that you can tell someone else to give up? Right. Or would they use that? I mean, it's like, look, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but I, you can't really. If they're a good yeah, friend, you, I mean, right. you can make fun of them a little bit, and hopefully yeah. they get the hint. <laughs> but you can't just say, stop, stop your right. hobby. Because really, you know, and we all have, um, we all the we all really do have the ability to do whatever we want mm-hmm. if we have the dedication to put the time into it. Well, n- not not really, though. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, right? You know, you might Maybe, not, you might but... not be the best knife maker. You might not be the best guitarist. You might not be the best, you know, soccer player. But if you put the time and effort into it, you can you can probably be good enough to you know feel comfortable with your own hobbies or whatever it is. Maybe, but some things you just like if you can't sing, you can't sing. Yeah, I guess so. You could get to an okay <laughs> point. I mean, that's a very special like. That's a, a right. very very uh, standalone thing, I think. But yeah, that is. Or yeah. maybe if you're not funny, you're never going to be funny. I mean, someone <laughs> could teach you jokes. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. like the Borat thing. You get to go to a joke guy and learn where and when <laughs> to say not. Like, <laughs> I don't know though. I mean, I feel like you know. I feel like you could have someone who's good at it teach you, give you those. Things so to be so, able to so do. you don't think you should ever say like. I eh, think maybe that, try like this isn't your. No, I definitely think that like for me, there's a time and place for that. I mean, that's a great yeah. thing about a teacher. They can. I mean, they're not supposed to shut kids down, but they can move right. them along to something else. Right. And like, I think yeah, hey, Potter, pottery's not your thing. You're you right. were great at the charcoal project that we did a month ago. Right. <laughs> so the next thing we're going to do is do a little bit more charcoal. I'll teach you some more things and we'll go that direction. Right. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think that there is a time and a place for that to, to help someone focus on something that they are good at Yeah, and to try to push that skill. But if someone 
you know, if one of my students came to me and was like, I want to, you know, be the best, you know, model builder I could be. And, you know, they're struggling just with like cutting, you know, cardboard or something with a exacto knife. Right. And everyone else is just selling around them. Now, if they really want to do that, then I'll give them the tools to do it and keep yeah. pushing them. Yeah. But, but then, but when they're like, oh, let me try these different things. And I see that, okay, you're definitely good at this over here. So let's try more of this. Or if you don't really want to focus on this, then maybe how can you redo what you're doing on this side over here, this other skill, um, and build that up in a way that, uh, that highlights what you are good at. Hmm. So something like, you know, if I wanted to be a drummer, <laughs> maybe I would, uh, you know, work more on, maybe I'd have like a single foot pedal or something or like, you know, build your way up to it. Yeah. Right. So I, think, I mean, I feel like, you know, you could learn the skills and you can, you can focus on what you're good at right. inside of that skill. And also you might, you might just levels. need a different approach or, or type of teacher. Right. Cause sometimes there's people that give you a few tips and it just, the you know, light turns on. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And they're like, "Yeah, you've been doing this the whole time. That's not how to do it." And you go, oh, "Okay." Right. Yeah. Wow, that makes sense now. Um, right. Yeah. Um, oh, um, my wife. She, uh, I guess, in middle school, when you finally get to pick your instrument for band, yeah. Um, she wanted to play drums, and the teacher said, "Girls don't play drums," and so she played clarinet. <laughs> I was like, "Really? Dang. That that still goes on?" I mean, I guess that was back in the early 90s but you think you think like you hear like you know it's like a movie thing like girls will never do this or you can't do right. it you know but usually music teachers are like sure you want to do it especially when I, yeah when you're in middle school or you're like just starting out like yeah whatever you want to do and i'm sure you know i'm sure the teacher didn't have many um female drummers anyway because you usually don't see girl drummers right. so i feel like that would have excited the music teacher you know yeah like yeah sure you want to do okay Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to, as a teacher, you're like, cool. You, know, you get to try yeah, something that's yeah, not let's, let's in your normal, it. like, yeah, avenue of expertise. You know? Right, <laughs> it's like, like or, the girl, you're, you're, not, you're not just trying to play the, the flute or the clarinet, like the girls usually seem to flock to. Right. Um, so that right, was it has a, like a, so she, you know, an element of like dainty, you know, there's like, yeah, oh, this right. is what, you know, you should be doing in the big like banging. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's she's still bitter about that. <laughs> I like, been, Meg I know, White and I'm angry. Point. I was like, we could have like a, a drummer in the in the family, yeah, right? Man, how awesome would that have been? <laughs> now, now we can't even find her clarinet. I think her parents sold it. <laughs> so you're gonna jam with her, like your own guitar, and she's on clarinet, all jazzy. Nice, that'd be she's sweet. Big band, <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> I think that's what our parents always just hoped that we would have done. Was that you know because both. Uh, our parents are very musical and my, they have both been in bands over the years and you know, they just kept, kept having kids. Cause they're like, all right, if we have enough kids, we can have our own family band. They should have, um, they should have oh, been yeah. pushing us into, I mean, we should have had right. like a violin or fiddle player and someone on a mandolin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking more bluegrassy, but okay. Uh, we could have okay. been handsome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yonder mountain string band. Yeah. yeah. We need a banjo, and a, but now we all play guitar. So, I know, right? That's fine, too. <laughs> Guitar's cool. <laughs> um, so I have a quiz for you, Dustin. Oh. Uh. But before, before, actually, it's not a quiz. I guess it's just a series of questions. Before we do, I wanted to, <laughs> uh, we usually have a couple drinks on the podcast, and I have, uh. um, I found something, um, I, 
picked up some kind of lemonade drinks for my wife. She wanted those. And I was like, you know what? I think a lemonade drink would be good for me. And then I saw <laughs> this thing, Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey. Ooh, like their Tennessee honey whiskey is pretty good, you know. It's like their yeah. one of their flavored whiskeys now, but um, but it has whiskey, honey, and lemonade. That sounds pretty good, and I got it. And I don't know why I was, what I was thinking it would taste like, but it tastes exactly like Jack Daniel's honey and lemonade. <laughs> like that's exactly what it tastes <laughs> like. I was like, wait, and I was like, yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> no big surprise there. That's great, Tennessee honey, honey and lemonade. And it's, it says what's in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Jack Daniels Tennessee honey and lemonade, and that's it's like if I would have took a, a can of lemonade and put some uh, Tennessee honey whiskey in it, that's what it would be. But it's good. <laughs> that's Sorry. what I have. Was it uh, was it more expensive than their regular? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. I I probably could have bought a bottle of Jack and some lemonade, and not for the same price, but I definitely right. could have gone a lot farther because they come in four packs too. Right. So they're kind of expensive, but oh well. So is it like a can of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, okay. I thought it was like a bottle, like a like a flavored whiskey. That you're oh drinking. no, no, no. It's oh, um, okay. It's like a. It's like a, a lemon, self, you know, a single lemon. serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, I am drinking. I have two different beers. Um, I have. Uh, I got the uh, Fat Tire Mix Pack. Mm-hmm. So New Belgium, and I'm drinking Accumulation. Which is their white India pale ale, a little winter winter scene on it with a little uh, airstream trailer covered yeah, in it's snow. A good pack. Yeah, accumulation is good. Yeah, I had um the other day, uh, two nights ago, I think I just went in the fridge and I grabbed, uh, I reached into the inside the mix pack and opened it up, and it was a little bit later in the evening. I hadn't had a beer yet, um, but I kind of finished up what I was doing. I just started to sit down, and have a beer, and I opened it up and just took a swig, with in my mind just. Uh, expecting just normal beer taste, you know, mm. like any, any normal beer, whatever, just a, a standard, whatever. I mean, and I drink all, almost all craft beer. So I'm always drinking IPAs and, you know, pale ale and, and, you know, like Belgians and stuff. So I have that, that level, you know, like a, a strong taste, but, um, so I just took a, a swig of Voodoo Ranger and it was so good. <laughs> it was like, it wasn't, <laughs> what my mind was expecting and i was just like i was blown away i was oh that's such a good like that's it's yeah. kind of like what I, I i needed at that moment but i didn't know i needed it you know I was like, yeah took that sip <laughs> right. but i was kind of just like you know not really paying attention grabbed the beer opened it and i was kind of walking back in the living room and just took a swig and i was like oh man that is a good beer <laughs> yeah there's a lot of um i guess subtle differences in like ipas and hoppy yeah. stuff and, and like you said stuff you're kind of expecting but sometimes they really put flavor extra flavor into it um yeah yeah and i don't know what it was about that one like i, I don't know if i was just expecting it just to be a regular ipa because of voodoo rangers yeah. and ipa from new belgium but it was right. something about it just like it was different than what i was thinking and it was really good at that <laughs> it's moment like, it's like when someone hands you a sour after you've been drinking everything else you're like oh, yeah. whoa whoa baby what is this say <laughs> now the other beer that i have that i haven't opened yet but i will during the podcast is uh Flying Dog Bloodline Blood mm. Orange Ale. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a, good, a one. good one. Yeah, I think it's what's it, 9% or something. Mm. Oh, yeah. She's a strong girl. 8%. There you go. But yeah, um, good beers. All right. Well, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Um, all right. I'm going to... I thought... I was thinking of doing a quiz or a test or something, but I, I thought this one would be fun. And you don't have any preparation. No. So if you have to take an extra second, but try to... 
try to just answer what comes to mind. Um, okay. This this is the uh, James Lipton inside the actor's studio questions oh, that right. he did at the end of all his uh, interviews with actors. If you ever seen that show, and actually, it's apparently came some uh, from a uh, French series huh. originally, but who knew? Yeah. So James here. Lipton. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. It's ten questions. Number one: What's your favorite word? Uh. Man, I don't know. I've never thought about that. Uh, I'll say what's a favorite word. We'll go there. What's a favorite word? Uh, how about... I like... Um, I like the word dig. For like... I, when you're I excited dig about it? something. Yeah. Can you dig it? I can dig it. You know, I... I uh, <laughs> A guy that I knew when I was in college, he used it occasionally. Kind of brought it back around. I was like, <laughs> right. "That's a good word. You gotta start using." Yeah, that again. I, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Dig. I like that. You know, it's like when I when I use it, I yeah. feel cool. You know? yeah, I do. Like, I do like hearing a word like that, and you tell him like, "I'm I'm using that. I'm yeah, gonna start using that. <laughs> yeah." I think we was did that I, with with uh, what was it in, when you were in high school? I think we we started using "son of a bitch" again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was good. You're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It was a good uh, good curse right. that you know right. kind of fell out of fashion. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we brought that back around. That was fun. Um, what's your least favorite word? Uh, um, it's hard. <laughs> like all the I have all these like gross associations with weird stuff that I don't want to like. <laughs> sound gross like period you know like <laughs> all right period we'll take it it's a pretty good that's yeah i'm just not not a fan of that one well, here we go what turns you on creatively spiritually or emotionally that's so broad that's uh, such a broad question um i think uh seeing other people's work um mm-hmm. seeing other people passionate about their work um that really it, it excites me creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone's really excited and passionate about what they do, I can't help but get you know excited and passionate about it as well. Um, yeah, no, that's a good one. All right, we'll keep going. Yeah. What turns you off? Uh, I guess like closed-mindedness. The word period. <laughs> period. Uh, clo- yeah. Closed-mindedness. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't willing to like budge. Yeah. Too stuck on whatever their ideas. They're right. They don't want to yeah. change. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your favorite curse word? Uh, um, I think I might have to go back to son of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I always I, like, uh, throwing curse words into conversation when it's not a hundred percent necessary. Um, but especially around <laughs> my wife, cause then she's it like shocks her. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, watch your mouth. She'll say, <laughs> just like throw it in, you know, when it's like, you know, it, it might be in a situation where I, I'm excited about something. So instead of just being like, Oh, that's so awesome. Be like, that is fucking cool. You know, like, <laughs> right. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, just to throw it into shocker. She's like, ah, yeah, that's <laughs> I think, a, yeah. I think son of a bitch is good. Just, son of a bitch. Yeah, that's a fun thing with your, uh, I guess, wife or significant other. You can always push it. Right, yeah. With them. No one else has to hear oh. it. You can say some real inappropriate stuff. Right, um, exactly. <laughs> um, Get a rise out of them. That's right. Shock them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 
That's right. Um, number six, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, there's, there's this noise that my wife and daughter both make. Um, it's when I'm telling a story or telling a joke and I'm about to get to the punchline and they know it's coming. And so they're waiting for me. They're like, they don't want to laugh yet because they don't want to laugh over the punchline, <laughs> but they're like about to laugh and they go, <laughs> they make this kind of like it's coming out of their mouth because they, they're like holding back the laugh and then like and then as soon as I'm done they'll laugh and they both do it it's really cute so fun it's like I knew I noticed it in my wife when, you know long before our daughter was born while we were dating and while we were you know married and and now my daughter does it too which is just really cute uh, I love it and I, I and I put I pointed out all the time they're always like, ah. <laughs> like making this little like just gonna stop like ah never mind <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, right. Let me hang. <laughs> I think a lot of people do it, but I notice it from both of them, and I I love that noise. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Um, any any unknown noise from my vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> like if something doesn't sound right, I notice it right away in the vehicle. I'm like. Why is that? That doesn't sound right. Something because I know then it's like that noise means money flying out of my pocket. <laughs> like, right. I hate that. Yeah, I hear something weird, and you know, a lot of times like with my truck is different. You know, my truck is old, so it's always making weird noises, and you know, I, I usually know how to fix it. Like it's run out of oil, or you know, <laughs> right. or, or who well, knows? There's you know, there's a, a, yeah, there's something clunk. And, Right, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's just that, like, those noises when I'm driving down the road, and I almost, I almost always have music on when I'm or podcast or something when I'm driving. Yeah, but you know, it's it, you know, it's bad when I when I notice it over the music or over the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what's that? Shit! Start turning stuff down. Uh, start noticing things. Ugh, just starts getting like getting all angry and hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, number eight. There we go. What prof- what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I always thought it would be awesome to be a park ranger. Mm. Yeah, just to be like out in the woods and uh, clearing trails and yeah. maintaining the land and you know teaching people and stuff. It's kind of close. I mean, not exactly different than what I do now, but you know that just yeah, more in that in that mindset. Yeah, I thought that'd be cool too. I almost tried to do something like that. Um, yeah, a, a girl I knew, um, uh, I don't know, she knew her in high school, and then after for a bit, she uh, she became a park ranger. I thought that was awesome, and I tra- I talked to her for a little bit about maybe what I got to do, Get but I, I don't think I would like to do it, but I don't think I have the drive or, or maybe even ability to study that much and because you do have to learn a lot right it's not just having fun and clearing wood you know you, you have to learn yeah. laws and 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 procedures and there's a lot a lot a lot right. of stuff to go over i mean it's yeah, such a broad a, thing right exactly it's yeah a park ranger is is a, a position of you know law enforcement you know, mm-hmm. for the parks so yeah mm-hmm. there is all that you have to learn about as well yeah I just thought yeah, about, I know, I guess you know, all that thing. all that studying that yeah. does not seem like fun. The actual being, <laughs> being a ranger. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe I'll just be like Daniel Boone. <laughs> maybe I'll just <laughs> like bad. maybe just be the 
like someone gives you a cabin and you're the steward of a patch of land. Yeah, hell yeah. There right? you go. You don't yeah, need to take care of this land and this this like old cabin or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you, you spend a season there. Yeah. And you learn yeah, as like, you go. Yeah, like camp hosts at campgrounds, you know. They're just there to like kind of clean up the sites a little bit and chat with people. And hang out right, and yeah, yeah. Camp, <laughs> camping What's, out. Um, I think there was a... I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Jack Kerouac or something. Someone had a book where they, that's what they did for a summer or a winter. Right. And they stayed in the cabin up in like upstate New York and they watched this area of land. Huh. Um, was it just part of the book? I'm wondering if that was like on the road or something. No, no. It was like the whole part. book. Oh, okay. It was that, that was his, it's someone, cool. someone like Jack, Jack Kerouac, someone who's yeah, done right. a bunch of these weird jobs or. Right. Maybe it was, um, no, it wasn't. No, I, I don't know. I forget. Someone listening is like yelling at the yeah the, the, <laughs> the uh, radio right now. It's this person, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. And my wife, she listens to uh, the Lexitecture podcast, which is all about words and their their the etymology, the history behind the word and stuff and where it came from. And she's always, she always does it. She like like talking to the. She's like ah. She'll like try to say stuff before they say it. You know. She like she really <laughs> loves that stuff and is good at it. <laughs> she's like, yeah. I know the history of that word. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Maybe it was. I don't think it was Big Sur from Jack Kerouac. That that was the West Coast. Yeah, Big Sur's West Coast. Uh, who knows? All right, sorry, folks. <laughs> That's a good one. Whatever it is. Yeah, find that. That's your. But after reading that, that was always a cool thing. Um, in in my brain, in the back of my brain, I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um. Okay, moving on. I think we only get two left here. All right. Um, what profession would you not like to do? I would not like to be in politics <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, grimy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, know. there's you know, and and more power to the people who can do it and do it well, or you know, try to do it well. I guess. <laughs> but, I guess. It, you know, it's one of those jobs that you know, it's, like, it's a job. Somebody needs to do it. But yeah, but and then the, the thing is, with the, the higher you go in politics, the dirty, dirtier you become. Yeah. It's just right. natural. I don't, it's not necessarily, they're not all aiming for it, but right. you collect, you start to owe people things and you collect donators and you start right. saying, it starts innocent. Like, Hey, you're helping me out. I'll help you out. But eventually that's just people putting money in your pocket for things they want to. It's just a, you don't get very high, like local, close local government. I think you can right. still have really good politicians. Right. That still have another job, you know. Yeah. They still do their other job. They're on a council or something. But once you get high, yeah, I agree. Oof. And, you know, you're not maybe 50% of the people like you. The other will hate you. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, yeah. It's 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 too divisive. You know, just politics in general are so divisive. And you can't, you know, I don't think you can be a politician without having, like, very um, one-sided points of point of views. Unfortunately, yeah, because that's I mean, right? That's what people like. Like, oh, they know exactly what they want. Right. You can't give gray answers to all these things (laughs) that people want yes or no. Right. Exactly. Do you believe in this or yes or no? It's like you know, it depends. You can't. You don't want that. Yeah. They want someone to go. That is totally not. I would never ever. And anyone who does is blah 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 blah. Right. Right. Exactly. It's so icky. It's uh. Yeah. 
That's a good yeah. one. I agree. I don't think. I don't think. I don't. I think that would. That might be like a common answer with a lot of people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kids when grow up, they're like, "I want to be the president of the United States." Well, yeah, that's what you think, right? <laughs> because you like, it seems like a glorious position. But, oh, yeah. No way. No. You, yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea that you can get there if you want. That's a good right. message. Yep. But then usually by the time you learn that you wouldn't want to. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. All right. Oh, this one. That's, yeah. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, um, Uh, I think, well, so <clears throat> I'll answer this with a story. Mm. When I was in elementary school, I had a dream, um, and it's a vivid dream, and it's still vivid to this day. And I know it was when I was in elementary school. It's because we, when we lived uh, at our house on the farm. Mm-hmm. Um in the dream, I was in my room, which at the time was up in the attic. We had, there were two bedrooms in the attic as well as our toy room, which is a whole nother story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was in my room and I, I think I got out of bed or maybe I walked into my room and, uh, and Jesus was sitting on my bed and, um, I like, I just, it shocked me and I was like completely full of emotion and I started to cry. Um, and I like kneeled down in front of him and I like cried, like put my head on his lap and I was crying and, and he just like put his hand on my back and was just kind of like, you know, consoling me. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's like, and that's all, that's all it was. And I like woke up out of that dream Mm. and that was a very, very like, it's obviously an important dream in my life because, you know, I'm a Christian now and, you know, I definitely believe in heaven and, and, uh, so maybe, you know, because of that story, I think maybe that would be what I'd want him to say. Like, it's okay with kind of the meaning of like, you did the best you could, you know, that like there, you know, you I think all of us think that we, we hope we do better than we, we, you know, then what we've done in our life, like there's always this kind of, you look back and you're like, Oh, what could I have done? What could I have done better? Mm. And, uh, and that's a tough like pill to swallow that you, there's things that you think you could have done better. So I feel right. like if you get to heaven and, and, uh, and God's there and he says, it's okay. Like <laughs> kind of like you did, you did a good job. Like you, you did what you could do and you honored me the best you could. And, uh, you know, kind of that, like, I'm proud of you. It's Okay. You know, right. like someone to console you when you know that you you feel guilty about maybe not doing all that you could have done. Yeah. And he, so, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> like I threw a lot of crazy things at you. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry about this and that. Uh, right. Exactly. Like, look, I got some questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. After all that, then when I'm done, I'm like, all right, now. Why did this yeah. person make it? You know, who's there's, why there's a couple things person? not okay with what you did down there. All right, I'm gonna let you know about them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I know what you did with this person on this day. Yeah, and you and your buddy did this in middle school, and 
That was on the tally board. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the 10, James. That's good. Lipton questions. Did he Did he ask all of those? Yeah, of those, yeah. Like, at the end, that was his wrap-up. So there's some really good ones. There's comedians like Chappelle. And, uh, yeah, right. I, I mean, everyone's been on there that's like a, has, has ever... I feel like ever yeah any big actor has been on there, so check right. that out if you guys want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, um, just yeah, a classic so interviewer. I think what Will Ferrell did the James Lipton mm-hmm. like yeah he did his impression, which <laughs> I think made them more popular after that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Harry Carey made him more popular. <laughs> just <laughs> right. like, yeah, like yeah. If you didn't know the yeah, if you weren't watching Will the Cubs, Ferrell. you wouldn't know. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's that. Nice. Cool. All right. What have you been up to, Dev? What's been going Man. on this last week since our uh, New Year's podcast, which actually we recorded quite a while ago? Yeah. Um, been cleaning up the house, doing the kind of uh, slightly um, depressing uh, part of taking down all the Christmas stuff. I was going to say, yeah, is that like post Christmas decoration? Yeah, it's a stuff? pain in the butt and <laughs> it sucks because you're taking down all this decoration. <laughs> Um, but we did it all, uh, I guess, I don't know, relatively quickly, but we did that all today. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been, been working, started on the, um, I don't know if we talked about the, the, the Chinese leather sewing machine. Yeah. Started working on that, getting the intro in and. Yeah. What a headache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I'm excited to get that machine up and running well, but yeah. I think it's going to take some love. <laughs> and yeah. um finally got the new camera. Oh yeah. Uh the Panasonic Lumix S5. Nice. Um No, it's great. Feels real good. It's definitely heavier than the uh Nikon, but the Nikon right. was a cheaper more plastic, you know, it's just cheaper all all over. Right. And I was thinking of the <laughs> what we the way we look at what we should spend on things. <laughs> like we were grocery shopping today and I think there was, you know, you look at like the milk, you got like the name, not name brand, but the big brand milk and then you have whatever's local, right? Yep. Rudders or Giant or or any and then you usually go for that. Or, but if yeah. if a, like a gallon of milk is like four dollars you kind of scoff at it <laughs> like, are you kidding me like there's no way i'm gonna spend a dollar more or whatever it is a dollar fifty but then the same thing last night i'm just buying camera gear <laughs> filling it up in my in the in the um in my amazon cart it just yeah. comes out to hundreds of dollars of extra bits that you need and you don't think about like oh that's just how much it costs right exactly but if yogurt <laughs> is like two dollars i'll freak out <laughs> I can't believe this. I uh, I would like, never pay for this. I would never pay 75 cents extra for this thing. I'm I like, recently oh, bought uh, $86 for a battery. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know, we always joke about that in our in sailing like if it's if it's something that's designed and made for a sailboat, it's a hundred times more expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's something that's designed for a wedding, right? <laughs> the wedding things are more oh expensive. Oh my gosh, like, right. Uh, that was that was the trick doing the wedding was not yeah, saying right. that you had a wedding. Right. <laughs> but everyone knew if you were planning for anything over 30 people, it's a wedding. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> every, like everything <laughs> set up, every out. restaurant, like the second you wanted more than a, a number or any venue, they knew. Yep. Oh, it's a wedding. Well, oh, if okay. it's over 30 people, you just call us up and we'll shock you with some numbers. 
<laughs> I uh, funny about the grocery store. I recently bought Lee and Perrin's uh, Worcestershire sauce. So like mm-hmm. the good stuff wrapped in paper mm. <laughs> in the bottle. And uh, I was at, at the grocery store yeah. to get some Worcestershire sauce. And there was like the, the store brand, you know, for two ninety nine, And then there was the middle brand for like three bucks. And then there was like the Lee and Perrin's for like three fifty. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? <laughs> like, and you probably stood there for a minute and tried and like $4. couldn't decide. I, I did, yeah. You're like, I don't know. Should I get it? Should I pay the extra buck? You know, this is like Worcestershire sauce. It's going to last us a dollar more. Months, you know? <laughs> and I'll have this for right. six years. I was like, I don't know if I'm buying the good stuff. I don't, I know, like, if stuff. <laughs> I don't know if we can swing it this month. <laughs> Nicole just pulled it out of the fridge the other day. She's like, ooh, <laughs> Lee and Perrin's, eh? I was like, all right, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're buying Q-tips, just buy the brand. Right, buy the yeah. main brand. Because then you're going to have all types of cotton in your ear, and <laughs> you have them for about three years. Just come on. Pay the extra $2. Right. So, man, all that all the camera stuff. I mean, once you start going more expensive for cameras above, whatever, let's 1500 or that's five. Everyone, maybe they don't know. It's like starts at 2000 just for the camera body. Right. I'm like, well, we don't have a lens, so you got to go there. But luckily, that one, this one comes with a kit, uh, kit, you know, quote unquote kit lens. It's just whatever right. comes with the. Usually, they're cheaper cameras, but this one had really good reviews, so I said, okay, we'll get this. Right. And you know, as what we do, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna carry around a bunch of prime lenses. We're not on a movie shoot, you know. I'm not gonna. Right. Exactly. I, you yeah. need you need a kind of kit style or or zoom lens. Get you a nice wide angle and a decent uh, zoom. 60 right. millimeter plus. So it came with it, luckily, for another 300 bucks. But then you got to buy an extra battery and and really nice SD cards because the normal ones are too slow. Like they won't they won't write right. and read quick enough. And man, it just adds up. But yeah, you go. Oh, well, this is what we need. <laughs> and thank you so much to the patrons. Yes, on Patreon because the patrons on Patreon have paid for the camera mm-hmm. all but like a couple hundred bucks which we're happy to split <laughs> right right i mean yeah. the it, that's still a huge amount of money obviously yeah. and but yeah. just like when we first started the channel it was a big buy for me to buy the nikon which at the time was right 350 bucks and that's still a lot of money i'd still have to think about it if it was coming out of just my normal spending money but right now yeah, thanks patrons yeah, when we have the support of the patrons and the viewers, and it's just nice to have that, you know, have that there and have it accessible, and the fact that people are willing to support us, you know, and it it, it it's exactly what we said we were going to do with the money. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. We want to build the channel. And we want to do better videos, and that's why we want to start a Patreon because people want to people want to support us, and so here's the avenue to support us, and we're going to put it back into the channel. Yeah, there's um, a lot of a lot of gear and tools and equipment we want that we're right. just going to keep trying to buy up and. Yeah, videos won't be much different. They'll just there'll be yeah. the option to watch them in 4K if you want. I like it. I had this thought the other day. Um, <clears throat> and I've heard a lot of uh, bigger YouTubers say this: that um, you get to a certain point, and then you get like you know you have to move out of your small shop into a big shop, or you you know you go from cutting out your tools with an angle grinder and then you cut out your blanks with the belts, a belt, you know, a, a bandsaw, and then you're cutting your blanks out with a laser cutter or you're like moving up and up. And, and, um, I've heard other YouTubers say this, that they'll get comments and be like, Oh, I used to love it when you were back in the small shop. Now you've like sold out and you got all these big tools and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, 
as we progress through what we do, we want to do the next coolest, bettest, better thing. Like we all want to do that. Yeah. But every- also there's a progression of us as YouTubers, as makers, right? You, the viewers are watching us learn and grow and make new things and make better things. Right. So if we just kept on making um, everything with the same tools, there wouldn't be that progression, that growth that people want to see. Yeah. So, and, and we yeah, do. I mean, I feel like it's yeah. Yeah. And we, we do keep, we, we're constantly trying to think about, and this is what we can discuss next here yeah. towards the end of the podcast. I guess it was supposed to be the theme, but we kept going on about who knows what <laughs> about James God and, and the meaning of life. And yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're trying to do, go forward in 2021, we're trying to do, um, like I said, with the camera, that's what I'm up to. Right. Trying to get this camera, trying to figure it out. It's definitely a learning curve, but that's the great thing about YouTube folks. I just go on and watch what these people, they go down like menu and, and setting by setting and discuss why they have things set this way. Right. And there's a lot of things I wouldn't have had thought of turning off or on, but they they go through it real real concise and show you what their setup is. It's great. So I, yeah. I've been doing that. I spent a couple hours last night trying to figure out just the menu system and what I wanted to start with before we even started shooting. And, and the cool thing about these more expensive cameras, you can map out what you want buttons to do. So I'm trying oh, to figure cool. out there's a lot of shortcut buttons that I could hit Ooh, right nice. away and it could either switch it to slow-mo or switch to a color profile or or show certain things, zoom in so I can get the um, focus get the focus way. without yeah, actually right. zooming in. Like you'll do a digital zoom in the middle of the screen. Whoa. There's a button for a digital level that shows it right there, like in the body. Oh, man, so it comes awesome. up on the screen. It shows you if you're off level at all. All this crazy stuff. So I've been trying to map it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like super, you're like all ready to geek out on this new camera. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like I, you sent me the message last year, like this thing, it feels heavy. It feels like good quality. And it is good quality. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It definitely feels expensive. I guess it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. I know. I'll yeah, be, exactly. I'll be afraid you, to, to, you get yeah. it and it feels cheap. You're like, oh man, <laughs> all right. it's got to feel, yeah, it's got to feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anything else? Anything else pressing in your life that's happened? Um, no, not necessarily. That's the main cool. thing that's been going. You? Well, I have, uh, I have um, been working on a few different projects. <clears throat> um, one uh, thing that I made and finished was a shelf for a, a book, a um, uh, coat hanger shelf. So there's a flat piece of wood against the wall, which has the coat hooks on it, and then there's a shelf above it, so you can put things up on top. So my wife, um, if you guys watched our video, we made the forged hooks for the shelf that I had the coat rack for our bedroom, um, and so I wanted to make one for my wife as well. And so you know, I kind of reached out to Devin. I was like, hey, you know, you think we should wait this hold off on this? Should I do it for a video? I want to kind of get it done. And we're like, yeah, we'll go, I'll go ahead and do it. So I made that, um, and that was fun because I got to. Um, bring my daughter down to the shop with me and she got to use the hand plane and kind of gave her the, it's, it's really, um, it was really impressed. I was impressed how quickly she picked up how best to use it. You know, mm. first she's kind of skipping around and couldn't really hold it right. But then she got it really good. It was like, you know, surface planing, like scrub planing as well as end planing and stuff. She was doing a good job. So, I, and I, I think fun. real quick, I think the hand plane is such a, a really nice sometimes tools when you use them right they feel right yeah 
right? If it's skipping or it's doing something or it's too hard to push, that's a great thing about it. Though once, once it feels easy, yeah. So I think it's a quick. It's I mean it's a quick thing to learn, right? Because yeah. the second you feel it going smoothly and you feel you, you're not fighting it, then you go ah, this is it. Yeah, right. You're like, oh, that's what it's supposed to feel like. And then right. you make little adjustments and then you're like, okay, you know, I kind of told her about the adjustment wheel for bringing the blade in and out. So she was kind of making little adjustments. You yeah, know? yeah. I'd see her going and it'd be a little hard. So she'd kind of bring the blade back one or two turns and hit it again. And Right. I think, you know, yeah, cool. a great tool should, I think it depends, but once you, once it feels comfortable, it's doing yeah. its job the best. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great thing about you know, hand tools and things that they're connected to your hands, right? So mm-hmm. it's about how your body is connected to this tool and how it's working. If it's working well, you can feel it through your body. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, you feel it that way too. You know, you know you're struggling with it. So it was fun. So we built that shelf and hung that up and I got a couple pictures and posted them on Instagram. Um, I uh, also started working on a chef's knife that I had cut out of blank a while back. Um, I've made, I made one chef's knife so far, actually, I guess one chef's knife and one other kind of sushi knife. But, um, I, uh, I cut out a blank a while back and I made it, uh, cut it out from a leaf spring from a Jeep Cherokee that my brother used to have. Um, so I cut that out a while back and kind of ground in the initial 45s on the edge to, to center the center line. And I put in the end, um, 45 at the end of the handle to do a tapered tang as well on the handle. Um, and it's just going to be sitting in my shop for six months or so, you know, waiting for its time. <laughs> and, uh, so I started grinding that yesterday. I'm super happy. Just did like full flat grinds, uh, using my bill Benke file guide and put in the main grinds and put in the uh, tapered tang. So it's ready to be heat treated. I'm like, super excited to get it going. It's, it's really nice because it's going to have, like I said, it'll have a tapered tang. So it's going to get, be fat, um, in the handle at the, at the Ricasso area, the handle will taper all the way to the end of the handle and the tang inside the handle. And then there'll be a distal taper from the, um, the heel basically, or the, where the handle meets the blade, it'll be the thickest on the spine and it'll taper all the way out to the tip of the blade as well. So you'll have this like taper from the handle that, that where the handle meets the blade all the way to the tip of the blade and from where the handle meets the blade back to the end of the handle. So it'll be tapering both directions. And so I'm, I'm super excited to kind of play with that for a while. Um, and, uh, I might have a little while to play with that because (laughs) my wife, um, found out yesterday or yesterday evening, uh, that her coworker tested positive for Corona. Um, and this is a a girl that she works with in her, uh, at her job and they work in the same room. They're probably, you know, 15 or 20 feet away at their desks, but they're interacting all the time. They use the same bathroom, the same supplies and things. So, um, my wife went today and got tested because she has been interacting with her all week. Um, the initial test came back negative. Mm. Um, and that's the, uh, the antibodies test. That's the, like the quick one where they test you and they can test right away. Basically they're testing to see if your body has developed the antibodies to fight the virus. Right. And so that came back negative, which is good. Um, but it also is one of those things that is, uh, not commonly, but more commonly a false positive or a false negative. Yeah, there's a, bu- there's a bunch of those. Even when people think they have it. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're feeling there's terrible. They'll go in too. and they'll say no, and then they keep going back and forth. Yeah, it's right. uh, tricky. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah. So she had that, she got that test, but at the same time she got the other test, which will be like a four or five, you know, three to four mm-hmm. day test. And that'll, mm-hmm. that'll be the next one. So, so we're waiting. Um, we don't, she didn't have any symptoms or anything yet. Her, her coworker had kind of like a, a sore throat or a cough or so this week, but, but she has them all the time. My wife said she's like, it's not, she's always kind of, you know, snuffling and always, always kind of dealing with colds and stuff. So it wasn't like out of the ordinary. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're just waiting to hear back on that. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll dodge a bullet, but we may not. And, uh, because of that, we've kind of put on, obviously we put, uh, filming on hold because we don't want to spread the virus to Devin and his family. If uh, (laughs) we do have that. So, so we'll know by the weekend. Um, but then they also recommend a two week quarantine, a 14 day quarantine, because you know, you just never know, you know, you could develop symptoms later. So So we'll see. But, uh, but during that time, I'll definitely try to do a pod, a, uh, a live stream. Yeah. Get some more content out. And, um, and we got the Chinese sewing machine, and we'll do yeah. some other stuff, and maybe yeah, a couple videos. Yeah, so and I'll keep posting on Instagram. I've got you know the the uh, chef's knife that I'm working on, and keep on working on that. So yeah, fun. Well, and one more thing that I did this week that we did geez. was that we ordered our play button, our hundred thousand subscriber play <laughs> button. Yeah, no, that's oh right. baby! <laughs> so uh, that should be here in the next week or week and a half or so, and. And, uh, yeah, maybe awesome. maybe that'll be our first video. Who knows? First video of 2021. Yeah, and we're thinking. I don't think we'll just do an unboxing of it. We'll, no, nah, we yeah. might just have it. A lot of people know that. People know what it looks like, but we'll do some right. type of uh, interesting video. Maybe making it shop proof or something. Doing yeah, a frame right. for it and make it look cool. Yeah. That'd be well, cool. I uh, hope Nicole doesn't have it. I hope everyone's. I hope our co- coworkers are right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's obviously my wife and I are both healthy, you know, relatively young, healthy people. And our daughter is uh, 11 years old and strong and tall. And so, you know, we're definitely the demographic (laughs) of people who can get through it fairly easily. But you never know. You never know. um, But yeah, that, you know, so far, good news that she tested negative for the initial antibody test, which is good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, So some some. Maybe we could just do a list of future projects mm-hmm. here towards the end. Some things we want to do. And it, if you guys think of something or want to email us, email us. Um, we're at theartofcraftsmanship at gmail.com right now. Yep. Or, or you can uh, DM us on Instagram. Um, yeah, Dustin, you want to take it away with some, some projects yeah. we're thinking about? <clears throat> so um, the first project I want to talk about actually is uh, – one that you suggested and I was blown away. It was a damn good idea. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly because I love oh, that. Thank you. I love that phrase. Damn good. <laughs> it's a damn good when idea. I was, when I was in high school, I worked at target. <laughs> I worked in the back room, like stocking shelves and unloading trucks and stuff. And, and then restocking shelves out on the floor. And I, I love that job. That was so much fun. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's, there's like the, the back room people, and then there's the floor oh, yeah. people, oh, yeah. right? You know, there's this different group of people. And, yeah. and I actually, I worked the floor as well. Occasionally, you know, they would, I'd whatever they needed me to work in. Yeah. Area, yeah. Those people area. are always a little bit rougher, a little bit looser. 
exactly right yeah your shirts aren't tucked in you know yeah. you, you get to you get to wear the belt with the like the price gun on it and stuff and like, you're walking <laughs> right. around and it's you like can the bitch at people if there. they ask you hey, can you have you seen do you have this and stuff right exactly can you look just, for it you're in the back you know it you says just, we have one can you like oh, hang on fine <laughs> pulling drops and stuff <laughs> right exactly right. um and i worked with a guy i think uh i can't remember his name I was thinking the other day that it was Devin, but it wasn't Devin. It was it was another guy that was a friend of his. That name was Devin. I can't remember mm-hmm. his name, but uh, this one guy I worked with, he was he was a cool guy. He was a couple years older than me. This is when I was in high school, so he was probably right out of high school, would be early college or something like that. And um, nice guy, yeah, cool guy. I like, you know, he's kind of one of those guys. I'm like, oh, that's a cool guy. You know, I want to be friends with that guy. <laughs> um, and and he would he would say damn good when when he really liked things. He'd be like, that's damn good. <laughs> And I was like, I like that. It was like one of those, another one of those terms. Yeah, I was like, I want to use that. I'm, cool. that. I'm using that. So when I sent that to you the other day, I was like, told Nicole, I was like, look, I, was like, I use damn good. It's a good one. <laughs> so uh, that idea was great. You know, so Devin s- sent me a, a message um, and was like, what if we do uh, the idea of doing a, making a kukuri out of a brush axe? And I just thought that was an awesome idea. Like it hits on multiple topics. It hits on the like axe topic that people like we get. I think I get more requests to do more axe content than anything else. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying that our axe videos do the best, but those are the, those are the ones that people are more vocal, you know, like, mm-hmm. like we want to see more axe content. We want but maybe that's also because I'm an axe junkie and I'm on like Facebook groups and stuff. And, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, um, so I thought that was an awesome idea. So taking a brush axe, if you're not familiar with a brush axe, it's like kind of a big blade, kind of like a, I don't know, would you say almost like a, maybe four inches wide, um, maybe 12 or 14 inches tall with a, like a, a long kind of shallow hook on the end. Yeah. Um, a hook or an angle, like, something that yeah. you could really sweep through and it's attached to your handle by usually yeah. a couple, um, to like straps yeah you know, steel kind of straps it. it's right. kind of funky so, looking thing it is a funky looking thing and it's and it's it um it, it, i'm torn you know it's one of those things like i love axes and it's not an axe even though it's called a brush axe it's different it doesn't it doesn't hit the same thing for me right it's not the same thing so it's not something that i necessarily want to collect or have around but mm-hmm. every time i see them it's got that wooden axe handle it looks like an axe so it's <laughs> right. it draws me to it you know i'm like Ooh, what's that? And the and the same companies that make axes that I love, like Kelly and Collins and Plum, right? And Craftsman and so on and so forth. They've made brush axes as well. So I see that name and I see the stamp on there, and I'm drawn to it. <laughs> but I'm like torn, you know, because it's not it's not you an know, axe. Yeah, you it's don't really have a good use there. use for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so when you suggested that, I was like, that's perfect. It's like absolutely perfect. Like it just hits all the things, right? It hits like modding an ax. It hits ax people. It hits knife people. It, it, it just, and it's like, what a great process. I've, I haven't seen anyone mod a brush ax into something cool like well, that. We, we better hurry now cause the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. that'll be one of our first big 4k videos right. where we can do Here we that. Go. So today is the seventh. If anyone sees a video of this come out between now and we, we put ours out, you know that we had the idea first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like, but the rest is going to do one. Central craftsman's going to do one. Well, why are you uh, stealing? You know, you can do your own ideas. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to copycat. Um, <laughs> 
So yeah, and the that the other the style of knife is kind of a curved um, style yeah. knife, and it's big. So I was thinking, that, like the um, just bar stock kind of steel that Dustin had wouldn't work. You can't get that angle unless you had a right. big sheet. And I was just thinking through what steel Dustin had, and I knew he didn't really like the brush X. So I said that that angle. <laughs> Have you like tried to look at that angle, Dust? Do you do you know if it'll? Uh, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm sure it will work. Yeah. Um, or we can at least get enough of an angle to yeah. get, this, get the style of it. Uh, yeah, it'll definitely work. And if I even need if to, it's, like... Even if it's shrunk down a little bit. Right. I Yeah, and I think, you know, I can also uh, draw out a tang. So we could do, like, a hidden tang if it's, you know, if it's mm-hmm. not long enough to do a full, um, mm-hmm. you know, full tang around the handle. So I could definitely do that. <clears throat> Yeah, but that was a really good idea. So I'm excited about that. That'll that'll definitely be one of the projects that we do in the near future. Um, nice. Yeah, I have a whole list of ideas here. <laughs> I mean, do you just um, kind of want to go through them quickly? Sure. Just run yeah, down. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, like in the realm of knife making, um, I want to make a leather stacked handle knife. We did that for the uh, for the military knife, the M4, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to make you know kind of a puko style handle. Um, I think it's they they look really beautiful stacked handles and do like a brass bolster and a brass um, uh, pommel, you know, and then maybe a hidden tang knife, carving knife. Um, uh, another knife I want to do is a, a chef's knife with a forced patina. Mm. Um, one of the things that I really, I really like forced patinas when people use them. So it, a way that you can do it, like come a common way to do a forced patina is just to put a, a vinegar based something on your steel. So a lot of people will use mustard, like yellow mustard, mm. um, or you can dip your steel in vinegar and it'll etch the outside cause the vinegar etches the steel. So we can, build up a pattern or build something and do a horse patina. I think that would be a really fun video. I haven't seen, I, I, I've been looking and they're all really crappy videos on force patinas. So <laughs> <laughs> we could do something good with that. That'd be fun. Um, a, uh, and then also like a sand, my, like a chopper, knife, like a big sand, my, so sand, my is when you take, um, you take mild steel and you, or you take a piece of hardened uh, carbon steel, high carbon steel, and you sandwich it between two other pieces, right? So you get these three layers of steel. Um, and so I had the idea of doing a sand mine. Uh, I think it's um, Neil Kamimura did a, uh, a, a quick video on his Instagram of taking like angle iron, just regular angle iron, and heating it and then bending it around high carbon steel and making sand mine that easy. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking maybe something like that. That would be fun. And then make like a big chopper knife or something, you know, like a big camp chopper. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, like the main knife ideas that I've had. Um, there's always, uh, there's, I was also like, I want to do a, uh, uh, half round, um, file and turn in, that into a knife that I've done that before and made a, uh, like a kind of sushi knife out of that mm-hmm. with a single bevel. So that's another cool idea that I thought would be fun. And um, before you go into axes and everything else, man, we, <laughs> we need some short ideas. I mean, these are great ideas, but we we I we need to come up with some quicker ideas because <laughs> all of them. I mean, the, these are the videos that usually do the best, the ones that right. we spent weeks on. But oh my god, they take forever. <laughs> but it's just, yeah. it's a slow process. That's our you know. Right, there's yeah. no speeding up the videos on our channel. It's just right. Yeah, they're, they're slow things. Like in, in 2019, we put out I think less videos than we put out in 2018, and um, yeah, channel still did growing. we. I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. I think so, though. Maybe. Or, I mean, not 19. I think in 2020, 
we put out less videos than we put out in 2019. I think we did more in 2019. Really? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely, I mean, like, I have there's I have two not two axes in my shop that I want to restore, and I think they'd both be fun because people like restoration videos, and these are both, um, you know... I can do the same video. I can restore an axe and that's one thing, but, uh, these are both kind of fun. I have my, um, my grandfather-in-law and I think I might've told this story, but I found an axe in his shop, um, after searching multiple times because <laughs> I figured he's got this, he's got this garage with tons of stuff in it. And I'm like, there's gotta be an axe in here somewhere. And I, <laughs> the last time I was down there, I actually finally found one, you know, like in between the shelf and where the uh, fuse box is and stuff. Like, cause I was overlooking the fuse box cause we were trying to re we were trying to get his, their uh, oven started up cause it had shorted out or something. And I was over at the fuse box and I kind of peeked down. I see in between there's this little gap that might be maybe three and a half inches wide and back in there, there's a few tools leaning there. And sure enough, I look in the back and I see the, the palm swell of an axe handle. I'm like, oh, here we go. I reached back in and pulled it out. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so I had that that uh, axe I'd like to restore. So I think that's just a fun story, you know, and a fun, like it's cool to restore something that belonged to my my, uh, my wife's grandfather. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a, um, a Tommy axe, which is from Kelly. Tommy axe is uh, like a a hatchet sized hat, uh, axe with a, uh, like a hammer end. So it has a, a flat end on the back with two hammer puller, um, spikes or whatever they're called, you know, like the two points that come the, down the claw. Yeah. Yeah. Claw, right. A claw hammer on the back. Um, and it's, it's completely different than any other claw hammer kind of hatchet that's ever yeah. been made. So I have one of mm-hmm. those and it has a really cool handle too. So the handle at the top where you would kind of choke up on it, is uh octagonal so it's faceted you know instead of being round and then at the bottom it's round so it transitions between a faceted <laughs> handle to a round handle so huh. it's a cool it's really cool and that's i'm assuming i'm pretty sure it's the original handle that's on it but it's you know snap it's kind of cracked at the bottom and there's a piece of the palm swell that's missing and stuff so that would be fun to just the head's in pretty good shape i've already wire wheeled it so it would be kind of sh- i haven't sharpened it so it'd be sharpening it and cleaning up a little bit a little bit of mushrooming left so we kind of clean it up and then make the handle i think that'd be fun fun wood wood and metal project yeah <clears throat> um i have one i want to do now, whether we can do it or not, if we get kicked out of the stores and whether we can say the store's names, <laughs> the search for a decent axe handle uh, at big box, you right. know, home improvement stores. So idea. go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot, go to Ace. Right. Maybe go to a f- anything smaller than Ace, but we don't really want to embarrass like a local right. hardware right, store because exactly. they're probably barely hanging on anyway. So maybe yeah. we'll just do the big ones, Ace, Home Depot, Lowe's. Yeah, even like Walmart in their kind of uh, true, section true. sometimes. Walmart. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do that. And we go into each place and you just live. We go in and see if yeah, there's any acceptable have. handles. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be kind of cool. To find. Yeah. I think yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. a, I like that. That'd be, it's a, funny. A, that'd be a good day shoot. Yeah. And we can knock it out, but it's also good, really good info in it. And, uh, and it right. might not be fair if we can directly compare stores because obviously a batch of handles can be different at any time. Right. Yeah. And and they exactly. But yeah. but if we find that one store like ten percent is good and the other seventy five percent good, then maybe oh, we'll go. say okay, yeah, this one right. they seem to care about you know the wood grain and things like that. Right. And obviously, you know, it's 
not obviously, but the store is buying from a company, right? So it's like, what company are they buying from, and how how what's the quality of that company, right? Or but you know, that obviously that store is, is different stores use different companies because that's their thing, right? You know, Lowe's is going to use one company to supply their whatevers, and then Home Depot is going to use a different company to supply their whatevers, just because you know they can yeah. do that. <clears throat> So, so even even if it doesn't come out with a, this one's this uh, Home Depot's better than Lowe's or right. Ace is better because it's smaller, it it might not be that. But at least we're giving the tips. I mean, we have the uh, what to look for or hang in axe video. But right. this would be yeah. a good one. Like if you actually just want to go into a store and look, and get a yeah. good um, info with that. Yeah, right on. I like that one. Um, <clears throat> I have. I have one here as well, like just another custom axe handle. I think that's always kind of fun, and it's good to do. Uh, I like woodworking, occasionally doing like different woodworking stuff. Um, and another uh, another video that we that I've thought about, and I um, I want to talk about a little bit now is a um, a collaboration with our buddy Sean um, over at the Crafting a Life I Want channel on YouTube. He had the idea of uh, kind of doing or doing a uh, an axe modification video to modify a kind of a, a common full-size axe head um, down to the shape and size and weight of a throwing axe mm -hmm. or a throwing hatchet and just because like so many people are really into axe throwing you know all the axe throwing leagues and all the bars and stuff are kind of popping up everywhere and really still going well that's true that's a good idea so the, yeah that would be a really cool idea so um and it would be it would be a collaboration because we'd both do it on our own channels and then we would um we'd get together at the end and test out our axes and stuff you know just to right so it could be a straight making a throwing yeah axe right and then at the end we have the now we're and we can talk about during it and now we have this right we're gonna meet up and go check his out check ours out yeah that, that'll be good yeah yeah it'd be fun and you know we can maybe get a couple more people together and have different people test it as well let us know what they think because obviously you know it's like they're both going to end up being relatively the right weight and they should kind of both stick about the same way you know there's i guess that's where we can make kind of some of those um some of those modifications to make it yeah work well right, right. so and and you know it's uh Last time we had booze and throwing axes, the video yeah. did well. That's our yeah. biggest video. So <laughs> yes, it did. Looks like we got to get some people that. together and drink and throw some stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's funny. Yeah, the people who poo poo on that. Uh, yeah, I get it. But the, we wouldn't invite you to our um, party where we drank and threw axes anyway. Right. Exactly. You would not be the person we'd invite. So Jason Momoa drinks and throws axes, but yeah. I'll tell you, he's not getting invited to my party because my wife might leave with him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Jason Momoa. Well, that you know, cool that's that, I think that's fair play. It's like, come on. Yeah. Right. All right. No, you're right. Go on. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. He's beautiful. <laughs> be like, all right. Where's uh? Where's you know? I don't know figure out my girl who's your girl um uh, you like kirsten, kirsten dunce, dunce. We'll, we'll we'll uh we'll invite her and we'll invite jason momoa and what happens oh well, man kirsten didn't night. show up she's like oh sorry my guy did see <laughs> yeah right sorry <laughs> yeah Damn. yeah so and uh another thing that i'd like to do this year which will you know may or may not make it into a video is actually to build like a lean-to outside of the back of our of my house next to the entrance into the shop so oh, i can yeah. actually put um the blacksmithing stuff outside so we can smith outside and have it undercover 
um, because you know yeah that'd be really dead cool stuff yeah and you know definitely I mean I think I think I start kind of collecting and gathering wood and stuff and I yeah. I like uh, like my father am a uh, collector of free things when available <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. the more free things we can get to put together and collect wood and get you know scrap stuff here and there and start looking around and get enough wood right. to be able to build a lean to just something with a roof you know that will yeah. protect it a little bit you just have to pay for some hardware in your I told you and that's yeah. still um my uh in-laws have the some of that siding and, and oh yeah uh, and metal some of that uh aluminum siding that you could oh that would be perfect I think they still have it. I can I can check, but that's that that's good stuff. They have that on their pole barn. Right. Yeah. No, that'd be great. I think at the time when you first mentioned that, you know, it, I didn't have it in my mind to build something like this, and now I think you know, it it would be fairly easy and and really I mean, useful. I, I, and they're long, so I, they're really long. But yeah, all you'd have to right. do is we could go up there one day and you know take take your truck and yeah. we'll cut cut some of them, but just throw them in the back and yeah, right. Free nine and nine. Heck yeah, that's awesome. So, so yeah, um, that and then you know, along with that, to do some more forging and blacksmithing videos. You know, whether that's right. like knife making or parts of other videos, or you know, making like how to make tongs and how to make spoons and you know, blacksmith knives right. things like that. Too, and we want so. to. I mean, from the beginning, we've wanted to do this, but go take trips. Yeah, go places, meet other makers. Um, or do camping trips and outside we were talking about maybe doing one this winter. Yeah. I guess that's one of the few travel trips we oh, can yeah. do right now is just yeah, right. go out by ourselves and maybe do a little overnight backpacking trip or something. And, and yeah, right. we haven't really talked about much, but you could try to build something or just camp and, and do a few little things and bring all yeah. your gear that you'd normally bring. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's I, I mentioned that to my wife and daughter, and my wife was like, "Oh, she's like so excited. She's like, oh, that'd be so much fun. We should all do it together." And I was like, "Yeah, that's great." You know, like we had the uh, the uh, axe handle trying video where I was out in the woods with Corinne, <clears throat> and I think people love that about that video. You know, that it's me out there with my daughter and kind of passing yeah. that stuff. So having like kind of a, a family outing and going out and just you know, like you said, just doing stuff and hanging out and talking and doing bushcrafty stuff and starting fires and cooking food and yeah it'd be fun um and i that's another one of those things that i get often people ask about like doing more bushcraft outdoor stuff like oh, yeah. you should do you should go out and like you know show us like whatever using like you know take obviously take the axes out and take the knives out and use them and yeah. you know, show those things as well it'd be fun yeah that'd be fun we can maybe january or yes. you know january february march yeah, it's a great one. You're uh, you're getting my, my my wife's mind into spending money. She's like, "Oh, I've got a new new sleeping bag. Maybe we'll get one of those big family <laughs> quilts and stuff." I'm like, "Oh, here we go." Uh, <laughs> For now, nah, but we do love backpacking and, and camping, so it's obviously not like it would go to waste. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. yep. So uh, I mean, I have I have more ideas because there's there's always things popping in my head. I actually specifically bought a sketchbook. Um, specific, you know, just straight up for ideas. Um, oh, I want to, I want to end on one idea. So I'll, the last one that I want to talk about. And, and I was like, I was pretty pumped. When I came up with this idea. <laughs> well, let's hear. And, um, so I was walking out of my shop and I saw a, uh, I don't, did I tell you about the sledgehammer axe last week? Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. So walking out of my shop and, now on this on the the entryway and in and out of the shop of the steps on the side i have um 
just a, a rack that holds a bunch of tools and things. So rack like uh, sledgehammers and rakes and you know normal outdoor stuff, shovels. And I got one of my boys' axes out there as well, so I can grab it nice and easily. A couple of saws and things, undercover but inside, you know, in that transition area. And on the ground there, um, as well, I have a a sledgehammer head. It might be like a seven pound, six pound, seven pound, something like that. Um, and maybe bigger, maybe 10. Um, and as I was walking by it, this idea popped in my head for a, a video or to make something. So what I was thinking is I could, um, so, you know, the sledgehammer has an equal amount of metal on both sides of the eye, right? And the eye is kind of small, not compared to an ax head. It's small, you know, it might be an inch and a half or so, um, in the long way and then maybe an inch the short way. <clears throat> so I thought, what if I cut one side of the head off? So not like straight down the middle, but past the eye. So maybe leave, you know, an inch or so past the eye and cut off what's left. So then I have a sledgehammer that's one sided, right? So it's got the eye and then it's one side like an ax. I can take that chunk that I cut off and forge that into a drift to be able to make the eye bigger on the sledgehammer. And then once I forge that drift, then I can use that drift to drift the eye out larger on the sledgehammer and then shape the rest of the sledgehammer into an ax. So mm. That I was super pumped about. So now the, the biggest deterrent from doing this is that that's a lot of metal. It's a big, that's a big mass of metal and moving that much metal is tough unless you have a hydraulic press or a power hammer, which obviously I don't have. Right. Um, what I do have though is other men in my life that would be happy to probably come over and swing a, another big sledgehammer and be my, you know, like my hammer right. person right. Right. and we can work on it together. So, um, so that I think that would be fun, and that might be something that might be interesting to do, um, like a two-person video you know, with someone else helping out on that. So, so we'll see. But I just I never seen anyone do anything like that. I've seen lots of people do kind of convert smaller hammers and things into hatchets and do different stuff. But I thought that'd be fun. Why not take this one big chunk of steel, use a chunk of it, shape that chunk, forge that into a drift for the axe eye, and then use that to drift through to make that eye bigger to make an axe out of the rest mm. of it. Mm. that'd be cool and yeah. that's one of those things like you know if if you want to get into axe making you need you need a drift to be able to punch a hole through steel to make that shape of the eye that's the biggest part if you don't have that then you're left with folded axes which is another idea taking <laughs> steel and folding it around and, yeah you know, putting the shape you want so no that is cool yeah i thought that'd be really cool and it's it just like popped into my head and so i like wrote it down one day and then i drew out kind of a little a little draft of what I think it would look like and how it would work so I wouldn't forget. And those are well, things that make it into my sketchbook. I'm excited well, to kind of keep adding on to the sketchbook. And whenever I, I put drawings and things in, I'll like write down the date that I thought of them. And um, yeah. and I have a list in the front with just ideas. If it's something that I just want to write down instead of having to like draw it out because it's fairly simple, just an idea for a video, I'll write it down, put the date next to it. So, well, those might have track. to those. Might have to be our first couple videos then. All our good <laughs> idea ones that we just put out into the world. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll knock them out first. Um, yeah, it's so silly when people are like, oh, I saw this. You're just copying videos. Like, 
really not. I mean, maybe we have, we are definitely doing a video that someone else has gone over because it's YouTube and there's millions of videos. So yes, someone else has done it. Um, but we're not searching for, we're not going to like X trending feed and looking for whatever the big guy does. Cause I mean, unless we really want to do it and say, Oh, that's cool. Then we'll do it. But we're not trying to copy anyone. Um, and it's not even worth it because whatever wave they caught is gone by the time you try to jump on your your surfboard. Right. Exactly. And they've surfed and also, that wave. They've surfed those views. Yeah. And if you try to copy it, that's done. Right. And I, I think you know that also is pretty evident. It, it, to me, it would be pretty evident in the in the video that it's something that I'm not super interested in. Right. Everything that I do in the video is something that I come up with an idea because I'm mm. like, oh, that would be cool. I think that would be great, and I'm excited about doing it. Right. You know, I come off as obviously pretty like relaxed and calm in the videos, but you can see that I'm excited about the creation of this thing and I'm excited about having it turn out a certain way and look a certain way and feel good and, and work well. And, um, you know, I think that excitement comes across and <laughs> yeah. you just follow other people's trends. And, I, w- you know, you I will say are. that's, that's one thing we have to capture a little bit more. Sometimes dust, <laughs> if we're recording something, you explain it well, and then we cut. And then you go, oh, man, this is great. Look at this, this, and that. I'm like, wait, hold, hang on, hang on. Say that again. <laughs> Say, you'll show more excitement off camera right? Yeah. with it. And we, we got to capture that. That's, that's what we'll do in 2021. We'll capture all the excitement of every project. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's because then I'm, like, talking to you about it. I'm like, right. check this out. Yeah, it's you're, super cool. But yeah. You're, before, you're trying to think of how to wrap whatever up you're talking about. And then you right. get off and you really start looking at it and checking it out. And then, yeah. You ramp yeah. it up a little bit more. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree. I think um, <laughs> I think there's definitely a time and a place to be like super excited about stuff. It might not be in all the videos all the time, but there's definitely times in all of the videos that there might be some spot right, that like, I'm I'm excited. It's, uh, yeah. it's got to come across in the videos. Yeah, we, we, we've gotten a, a good few of those. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, usually when you're like, oh, you got to do that again, you know, show me that excitement again. I'm like, okay. And. And I can usually pull it back up because I am still excited right, about it. Right, right. You that still, you fun, just kind of yeah. say the same thing again. Right. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's all like, "Oh, dude, say what you just said. That was good." <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, recommend, so rec- recommendations. Yeah, I have a recommendation. Have you um you thought of one yet? No, I'll say I don't have one. I was gonna just pull something out of my arse, but um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything specific, so uh, we we'll do say, it. We'll you know, do it. We'll do it most podcasts, but every once in a while, you know, if I don't have something that's somewhat related, I'm, I'm just right. not gonna. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, busy. Right. I haven't been enforcing. looking at a I bunch of new if, stuff. Uh, people, people of uh, yeah, you can they can look into the camera. You know, I know you're excited about that. What is it's it true. again? Panasonic. Uh, the yeah, Panasonic Lumix S5. Yeah. Excited, and and the mystery book about someone living in a cabin somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's my recommendation. So, a book with a man in a cabin. So, yeah. Walden, read that. <laughs> read that and tell me who it was. Yeah, right. Respond to who it is, and then you'll be good. <laughs> uh, my recommendation this week is uh, is Matt Cremona. Matt Cremona is a woodworker on YouTube, um, and. Uh, he uh, he's done a, a ton of woodworking projects, um, but one of the, the the thing that I like to watch the most when he does this on his videos is uh, he has a bandsaw mill 
a large bandsaw mill that can cut, you know, logs up to, I would say, maybe 60 inches, mm. 70 inches, you know, so almost up to six feet across. So cool. It has this huge, huge bandsaw. And uh, it's one that he built. And so he'll cut slabs. He does, you know, he cuts these, these big um, trees down, slabs them down. And, uh, and then what he does, so he cuts them, you know, and you're watching it and he shows the blade going through and the dust flying and he cut it and then he'll slide the wood off, you know, the top piece or whatever, he'll move it off. And then, uh, and he'll take a bucket of water and he'll like throw it up in the air and he'll splash the surface of the wood. So then all Uh, the sawdust gets brushed off and all the grain just like pops. (laughs) It is so satisfying. (laughs) And the other day, I think this was uh, a couple days ago, I was watching one of his videos, maybe the day before Christmas or something like that. Um, maybe a day after or whatever, but I'm watching it and he has this video. He's cutting up some uh, walnut and some cherry, not, not huge logs, but you know, smaller ones, but just like, you know, cutting them up with a friend of his and, and uh, pulling it and he keeps splashing it and I'm watching it and, and uh, I'm just sitting there smiling and my <laughs> wife, Nicole kind of walks by. She's like, what are you watching? So like, I'm watching, you know, Matt Cremona. He's, He's just kind of sawing down these logs and stuff. And so he cuts them up and you know, he'll, he'll cut it up on the saw and then he'll slide it off and he'll splash it with water so he can see the grain and then he'll just do it over and over again all the way through a log. <laughs> She's like, oh, so you're watching wood porn. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. wood porn. <laughs> <laughs> just like slowly taking layers off and just exposing the wood inside. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> exactly. I know. I was like, man, that's 100% true. Mm, let me see the grain. I commented that on his uh, on Matt's video, and he like just put like three like laughing faces and highlighted the comment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why I say you're watching wood porn. But yeah, I recommend it to anyone who likes the beauty of wood, which I think almost everyone does. And Matt's just he's he's really fun because he he like giggles a lot in his videos. He's always like, <laughs> <laughs> he like laughing at himself and laughing at his comments and stuff. And he just seems like a good guy and <laughs> fun to watch and. And they're just uh, they're right to the point, and every time you just see that whew, that splash of water, grain <laughs> pop, it's good every time. So yeah, if you're feeling a little randy tonight, um, yeah, <laughs> there go you check go, out Cremona <laughs> <laughs> saw milling, whatever he's got, all sorts of big logs, mm-hmm. small logs, size doesn't matter in Matt's world. <laughs> <laughs> Still get the splash at the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hey, hey now. Hey. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well. That was fun. Um, yeah, you know, each week we kind of like we talk a little bit about what we want to what we want to talk about in the podcast and things come and go. And you know, we said it'd be fun to talk about plans for twenty twenty one, what our plans were, and we did get a little bit into that. And you know, but the yeah. the conversations always go where they want to go, and we kind of had that conversation beforehand. We're like, well, let's try to talk about this and this. Well, but we'll just talk as it goes. So yeah, it was and- fun. Hopefully we get a bunch more guests on the podcast this year. That's what we're going to try to do for the podcast. Yes. Some yeah. big name folks, some cool folks. We'll have a bunch of people on and we're going to try our best. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of keep reaching out to people and uh, bring some people on who are interesting to talk to, who are other other makers and other crafters and creators, and then also just people we know and people we enjoy what, what they do. Um, yeah. And just fun to have conversations with. Uh, I think that's... That's part of the the great 
thing about doing a podcast. And that's an also, also one of the great things about being in a, in a podcast network like the makery network, where there are a lot of really awesome makers who do cool things, um, and bring on all these people that you wouldn't necessarily normally get to have a deeper conversation with. You, know, yeah. you might see them topically like in YouTube or something, but you don't necessarily get to get a little bit behind the scenes. So it's nice to uh, to do that and be able to offer that to the listeners, and also be in a network of uh, of other podcasters who who really appreciate that and do fun stuff too. So mm-hmm. um, we really appreciate being in the Makery Network. And if you guys you should go check out all the other podcasts in the Makery Network, there's uh, some really good work there. Um, people doing really cool stuff and putting some time and energy into putting out quality uh, listening material for you to listen to in your shops while you're making things, while you're driving, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. That's right. Um, if you guys want to follow us or find us on YouTube, we are The Art of Craftsmanship on YouTube as well as The Art of Craftsmanship on Patreon if you want to support us there. Obviously, that money's going right back into the channel. We got our new camera. That's right. um, and you can also find and follow us on Instagram at The Art of Craftsmanship. Otherwise, we're here on the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. It's been fun. We're going into 2021, our second year as a podcast, and we're excited to bring you guys some new and exciting stuff. Oh, yeah. So thank you guys all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.